This is Sirius FM on 105.7 Broadcasting in the East Rand Yes, at the time of the morning uh, Where we join our very own uh, Mufti Prime Smith on Quickfire Q&A Mufti Saab, Assalamu Alaikum uh, Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh And tell me how you doing this fine beautiful morning Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh shafat and all our listeners out there mashallah another beautiful Jumu'ah day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us as part of his bounty his mercy his grace and his favors upon us ji jazakumullah yeah as you say you know which is of the favors of your lord do you deny and the reality of life is a mufti sahab we have all come to go uh inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun the janazah of late fatima pando wife of Ma- Marhuma Molana Muhammad Pando, aunt of Molana Hussein Pando, and Molana Khalid Pando, will leave uh, Masjid Safina Villa Liza, Villa Liza, pick up at 10 a.m., proceeding to the Rain World Kabristan, inshallah. Janaza at 10.30 a.m. at the Kabristan. Uh, Mufti Saab, a dua from you. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi radiyun. Allahumma fillah wa rahma. وَسَكِنَا فِي الْجَنَّةِ اللَّهُمَّ اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَارْحَمْنَا وَرَوِّحْنَا فِي الْجَنَّةِ اللَّهُمَّ اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَارْحَمْنَا وَأَدْخِلْنَا فِي الْجَنَّةِ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى grant her in all our deceased loved ones near ones dear ones all jannatul firdaus amin ya rabbal alamin amin ya rabbal alamin the questions are flying in people it's flying in like none other assalamu alaikum mufti and chef why is january known as divorce month month hey ekis ekis kaskokda Divorce month, Mufti. Divorce month, Shafat, generally known as divorce month, not amongst us Muslims, you know, although we're following a similar trend because towards the end of December, beginning of January, there will be a lot of applications for talaq, for fasakh, etc. It is like people coming from the holiday season and then the money starts drying up and this one stresses with that one, etc. And uncertainty of the future. So couples tend to take it out on each other, you know. Uh, they forget uh, that uh, there's counseling, there's other avenues that they can seek, uh, where they can seek help and assistance from. Uh, divorce should be the last resort in the life of a believer when things cannot be uh, uh, sorted out, when we cannot, uh, you know, live amicably with one another, etc. Then only we should uh, consider divorce. Other than that, we should forget about that word, Shrat. Uh, Mufti Saab, I've heard uh, that the rose plant was created from the sweat of a prophet, uh, a peace be upon him. Is it true, Mufti? You know, these are all fabrications. And, uh, you know, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa cursed those people who fabricate lies upon him. In fact, a special seat in Jahannam has been reserved for whosoever uh, belies uh, be upon our Rasulullah sallallahu intentionally. So these type of messages... And those also that you'll see now soon going around for Rajab and uh, Shaban and Ramadan, uh, those messages that says that the first one to broadcast this, Allah will grant him Jannah, or if he denies it, then uh, Rasulullah will deny the person entry. All these fabrication and lies, you know, verify with your ulama first before you amplify, because uh, if it is out there, then you are part and parcel of the sin. So Allah protect us all, G. Mufti Saba, what should one do with money that was deposited in one's account and one does not know who deposited? A, gift from heaven, Mufti. <laughs> gift from heaven or a piece of yal, it can be also, yes. So if you're unsure that someone has deposited funds in your account, 
then you need to ascertain. You can verify from your bank and ask them that who was the deposit. You know, they will have the details there. But if you are unable uh, to trace the money that who it came from, where, or where it originated from, and uh, then what you have to do after you've exhausted all avenues in tracing and you're not sure if the money belongs to you, then you have to give that amount away in charity, Shafat. And then one day if the person pitches up and then, uh, you know, you will have to return it or pay it from your own uh, account also. So uh, it is not only a, a case where money comes into your account and thinking that it belongs to you, first ascertain if it is for you, G. Yeah, Mufti, uh, give it in a charity to a ulum near you, Mufti. <laughs> you can give it to, uh, to an orphanage, you can give it to an ulum, uh, you can give it to the poor people. You know, sometimes the best charity is to uh, identify who are genuine poor people in your community and then getting in your car and take it to them personally, Shafat. Hey, Mufti. Yeah, yeah. Buy a generous man, yeah. Buy a generous. Uh, <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. I would like to ask Mufti a question, and it's a full stop. It's uh, still coming. Okay, there's it. My friend is uh, five months pregnant, and she caught her husband uh, talking to other women online. What should she do? How does she move on and forgive him, Mufti? And it seems as if a lot of these husbands are getting caught in the ocean of online. Hey, they're fishing too, Mufti. Yes, you see, from chatting comes cheating. I always maintain that through chatting comes uh, cheating and many, many relationships, they suffer uh, in the long run, you know. So, yes, it takes a very good, kind person to forgive and we should forgive. Uh, We may not uh, forget easily, you know. And once trust is broken, it is very, very difficult uh, to rebuild on that. So uh, I suggest that uh, you speak to him and uh, you question him and you ask him that what led him to do all these things, you know. And he should give you some commitment that in the future he will make istighfar, he will make a tawbah and in the future that he won't uh, return to such things because uh, he would not like you as a wife uh, in, in indulging in, uh, in these type of haram activities. So why would it be permissible for him? So uh, confront him, you know, and then after that, uh, forgive him. And inshallah, they'd make lots of dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make him steadfast. He must learn to lower his gazes, you know, that uh, the eyes is uh, the actually the window to the heart. So if people start lowering their gazes, uh, then they'll abstain from these type of haram activities, G. Yeah, lower your gaze. Don't put that uh, sunglass and say, no, you know what, no one can see my gaze. <laughs> You're only fooling yourself there. The Hajj quota, Mufti Sahib, is again uh, 2,500 based on Saudi's estimation on South Africa's Muslim population. How can the number 2,500 remain like this year after year after year, Mufti? Very, very good question. I also would like to know that how is it possible for the Saudis uh, to cap our Hajj quota at uh, 2,500 and saying that that is a percentage of our population, meaning that we're only 2.5 million people in South Africa. For the last 20 years, I've heard this uh, more than 20 years, people saying that we are about 2.5 million people. So uh, when it comes to Hajj and these things, uh, it seems that the Saudis cannot count uh, properly, you know. I spoke to uh, Saudi's presidency and they told me that they have requested for, a, for an increased quota. Uh, it is not guaranteed, inshallah, but it is most likely that uh, South Africa will receive an additional amount of people that will be allocated an opportunity and space to go for Hajj, inshallah. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, uh, Shavad, you're dealing with the Saudis that are very, very difficult, you know, that uh, for, for entertainment and for other things, they'll allow millions of people in rape parties, millions of people uh, squandering wealth, millions and billions without counting. But when it comes to Hajj, they will count how many people can come into the kingdom, G. Yeah, yes, Mufti Sahib, I was only 2,500 Hujjaj leaving 
and only a few hydro operators, does this not create a situation for price-fixing, Mufti? There's also a very good question. Yes, see, last year when we went, there were only four operators available, you know. And if you look at all the packages uh, year after year, you will see it's only 500, 300 bucks difference like that, you know. So it's almost uh, outwardly it looks like uh, these people are colluding, but you need professional people uh, that can do a forensic order to, to look at all these hard operators and see if they're colluding with one another. You know, I encourage anyone out there because after all, they're there to serve the hujad, the best interests of the hujad, and not only to coin it and to make profits and work once a year and then a relaxing party for the rest of the year because of taking the money of the Hujaj. So uh, there's about seven operators that I know that have been accredited so far. Uh, I don't know what's the story of the other operators. We'll have to wait and see. And if you divide it amongst uh, the quota, then you see there's only a limited number of uh, Hujaj for each operator. So, uh, Shafat, we need uh, professional people to look at these things, G. Uh, Mufti Saba, can we read uh, Kunut Nazila during these difficult and uncertain times? It is uncertain times, it is difficult times also, uh, turmoil uh, lurking, uh, you know, and uh, wherever we go, we see that it's there's like anarchy and chaos and all these things uh, happening in and around us and the uh, believers feel uh, that uh, they are unsafe, even the rest of the uh, country is feeling that. So, Kunut in Azla, according to the Hanafi Mazab, you have to read in Salat al-Fajr, uh, those following the Shafi Mazab, they can read it uh, in any Salah of the five Salahs, G. Mufti Sahib, uh, there's an increased attack on massages uh, during Salah time. Shouldn't our young men learn uh, Kung Fu, Shotogun and uh, Kung Fu so that they can toss and turn these uh, would-be attackers? Uh, Mufti, please advise. Yes, Shafat, you see self-defense. We have to learn self-defense. Uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa taught us, you know, how to, to ride a horse and how to shoot bow and arrow, etc. These are Sunnah activities uh, that we have to revive also. And then uh, I always say that if anyone comes, you have to be prepared, you know. There's nothing wrong with you that making salah with your legal licensed firearm inside the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I always encourage that because time has changed now. They're breaking into churches. They are robbing churches. Uh, they're robbing masajid. They're robbing um, uh, uh, musallis while they're performing salah. So a brave brother that sent those two people, that incident that happened a couple of days ago, sending them to the Akhirah, you know, that is what you should do because these people will keep on coming back. If they get it right from uh, by one masjid, they will come to other masjid as well. So it looks like an orchestrated uh, attack on uh, on uh, uh, religious institutions, Shafat. Yeah, the thing, they are soft targets, but the Mujahideens are waiting for them. What happens to the marriage if the husband exits Islam, okay? If he exits Islam, meaning he's, he's renegated, he became murtad, uh, that he says he's not Muslim anymore, then uh, the nikah in this case will terminate automatically. So there will be no nikah for you. Uh, you will have to go under Idda, you as the wife, you know, because your husband has broken the nikah. If he reverts back to Islam, and then you will have to renew the nikah, the nikah meaning the entire uh, nikah procedure will have to be renewed, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. As a Hanafi, I said, Ameen, loud in Mahrib Salah. Was my Salah valid or should I repeat it? No, there's no need for you to repeat it. You know, it is recommendable for you to say it softly. So Shawafi people, again, people following the Shafi Madhab, they will say it out loudly. And also the Hamali people, uh, they will say it out loudly. But uh, for Hanafi people, it's preferable to say it softly. So no need for you to repeat your Salah, Mufti Saab, I cannot take out a cell phone insurance due to crime rising. Hey, they'll skip my phone. <laughs> yes, that uh, cell phone 
theft has been there since uh, the inception of cell phones in South Africa, but still it doesn't warrant something that is haram, you know. All forms of commercial insurance is haram, so the, there's no need for you to uh, engage in these things to protect what is yours. That uh, if uh, uh, it is stolen or so, then uh, replace it. Say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace you with something better than what they have taken from you. The sin will be upon them as as you're going to go engage into a, a, a cell phone insurance. From there, you're going to jump to car insurance and home insurance. Tomorrow, your entire life is just filled with different insurance policies because of uncertainty and because of crime. G. Well, you heard what Mufti said. From a 4G phone, you'll get a 5G phone. If you don't take insurance, yeah. Okay, <laughs> this, uh, this message says, is it uh, permissible to perform two umrahs in one day, Mufti? It is permissible to perform two umrahs in one day. That is if you have the strength uh, to do it, Shafat, you know, depending on the zahma, depending on how many people is in the haram area at that particular time. But if you have the strength and you have the ability, then you can do two and can perform two umrahs in one day, G. Yeah, you want to perform three or four? Yeah, Mufti will tell you. MBS is watching you. Every Umrah you take, he's checking on the monitor. Look at that person, second time, take him out of the equation. Mufti Sam, my father mm. is unable to fast uh, uh, this uh, due to his illnesses. What can be done for him to compensate for not fasting, Mufti? Yes, so many people, either they suffer from chronic illness and uh, they cannot fast at all. There's no hope that uh, their health will be restored in the near future uh, or in the distant future also. So those people they will have to pay a fidya. So fidya will be like 1.6 kilogram of wheat or 3.2 kgs of barley. Uh, the normal fidya amount that people pay uh, during the month of Ramadan. So for every day, you will have to take out that amount of money and uh, give it and spend it on the, those poor recipients, which are, uh, you know, uh, considered poor, and they can be recipients of Sadaqatul uh, Fitr, so they will accept your fidya as well. If there is hope that he will recover uh, from his illness, uh, then those days should be performed in, meaning he should fast those missing days as days of Qadaji. Uh, Mufti Sahib, why is it that most uh, non-Muslims are speaking out against the current load-shedding uh, situation, uh, corruption, etc. also. But many Muslims are afraid to speak out. Some even condemn those who speak out, Mufti. That's very strange, Shafat. If you don't have the ability to speak out against oppression any times in forms of oppression, then at least uh, then be quiet, you know, just like it in your heart, uh, because then you are a, a Muslim with a little bit weak iman. And then if you can speak out, then you speak out. You have to address all these wrongs, but don't condemn those people who do speak out against these things. Because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's punishment come, it will affect each and every one. And corruption is so widespread, Shafat. I've seen many people condemning uh, what is happening in South Africa now, thuggery and stealing and looting, and then the energy, so-called energy crisis, mismanagement. And uh, most of these people that do speak out, they are from other denominations, and they are also the minority, and they're not afraid but somehow we are very, very afraid to speak out in it. We are the people of Iman. We are the people of Haq. You know, we should be uh, raising our voices out there, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. My son is getting married in March. Please make dua. The problem that I'm having is uh, that my parents want to have the wedding their way, and I want to do it my way. Am I disrespectful, son, for doing it my way? Please note, I am the one paying for everything, Mufti. So it is your son, and then uh, you should do it your way, you know, that uh, there your parents can assist, uh, let them assist. And uh, as long as the, the, the entire procedure, the entire nikah 
The entire wedding is planned according to Sharia. No intermingling of sexes, no music, and uh, no tigers parading and uh, champagne bottles and all these funny things that is incorporated the Muslim uh, uh, marriages nowadays. Shafat competing with the kuffar out there and uh, outdoing the kuffar also when it comes to weddings nowadays. So as long as you abstain from all these things, it is your son after all. Yes, but be polite, be kind to your parents and explain to them that why you want to do it in this particular reason. You know, sometimes we still need the, the blessings. Not sometimes, we always need the blessings of our parents. So we don't want to hurt their feelings as well. So it's a very fine line that you'll have to walk in order to balance this thing. But it should not be a burden for you. You should conduct it in a way as close as possible uh, based on our Sharia G. Absolutely, Mufti Saba. Brilliant uh, session with you this morning. Uh, your parting words. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect this Ummah Shafat. We're going through difficult times. A lot of protests happening right across South Africa as well. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide and protect us, inshallah. Ji. Uh, one more question here. It says, uh, my parents have a problem with letting go and passing the torch. <laughs> it's a follow-up question to the one that we had just now. Yes, we all have that problem. As, as parents, you know, letting go, letting go of our children also. Uh, because in uh, the eyes of our parents, we will always remain children. Even if we are senior, we will remain children in their eyes. So it is just part of that uh, uh, emotional aspect where they will eventually have to let go, you know. So may Allah make it easy for you, Amin. Amin, Asuma, Amin. Jazakallah khaira, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. You have a mashallah beautiful day ahead. And inshallah, meet you soon. Assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi Yes, Jazakallah uh, Khair to all of you for sending in your questions. And a big Jazakallah Khair to uh, Yusuf Asma for Top Tech. Uh, keep it locked on to Sirius FM. Spiritual Hour will come in. The 40 Durus will come in. And uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein will be giving us uh, the uh, translation of the Juma Khutbah from the Holy Land. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.